All right, guys, Eric Paul's in here with 9 to 5 Sports. Going to be getting into this week eight showdown. We got the Thursday night football game. We got the Bucks versus the Ravens. Okay, this game on paper should be the best Thursday night football game that we've gotten and really should be one of the better primetime games that we've gotten thus far this season. We will see if that comes true. We will see if the Bucks continue to choke. We will see if Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews can have a good game together. That's what we're going to discuss in this video. All right. If you guys enjoy this coverage, make sure to give it a like and subscribe. That does help out the channel a lot, which helps me be able to help you guys out. If you guys want to, head over to 9to5sports as well. You can use the 9to5s NFL DFS DraftKings lineup optimizer to make some entries for tonight's slate. And it is one in which I do think you can get unique enough while not being stupid to make some very good quality builds all right now let's get into the picks for this video all right so we're going to start off with the baltimore ravens here all right so we're going to start off with the baltimore ravens so looking at the ravens they're finally back healthy last week it was a strange week honestly okay so mark andrews struggled and i should start with this because mark andrews struggled but at the same time there was a strange play in which lamar jackson did have mark andrews kind of open there was a defender on his backside in the end zone it did seem like Lamar Jackson took a conservative approach with his throw rather than trying to put it on him, you know, rather than potentially make a mistake of throwing an INT. I thought watching it back that it could have been a touchdown and probably should have been a touchdown. Maybe it was a play Lamar wants back. You know, let's just say he scores that touchdown. Not a terrible day. It was a low target total. The way you attack the Cleveland Browns is in the running game. And they did that. They did it pretty successfully and they got the W. Okay. Now, up until last week, the Bucs didn't really have a weakness, their defense. Really, their biggest weakness was the tight end spot, okay? They were pretty good at stopping receivers. They were pretty good at stopping the rush. In those categories, it was a defense in which you were trying to avoid because they could hinder production. The only offensive spot you were really okay with was the tight end spot. I do think Mark Andrews is fine, guys. He played in his normal amount of snaps last week, and they were just focused on running the football a little bit more. You talk about how George Kittle for the San Francisco Niners gets used a lot blocking you know that's kind of what happened with mark andrews okay so we don't have to worry about him too much the targets should be there for him again he should be able to get right around seven to the 10 targets that he had been getting and he is someone that i think could go for 20 dk points he might be someone that's a little bit under owned because he does have that questionable tag and because he didn't have as good of a game last week although not too shocking regardless he's a player that i'm going to want to play then we look at Lamar Jackson. I think we can definitely play Lamar Jackson. Sure, he struggled last game, but I did just say, like, you beat the Cleveland Browns running the football, but you beat the Browns running the football with your running back, okay? He still had a good game running the football. Lamar did. 10 rushing attempts, 59 yards. The thing is, he didn't need to pass the ball at all, okay? Like I said, he could have maybe hit Andrews for a touchdown as well. I think we just kind of write off that performance, but still, guys, been four straight games in which he has not done well, DFS-wise. Can he go off for like 40 DK points on the slate? He certainly can. It's like a very big question mark. Here's the thing that I'll be doing. I'll be playing Lamar in a lot of my builds, and in the builds that I do play him in, I'm going to try to put him in the captain spot. But I will also be fading him a decent amount because I don't know if the 15 DK points, like, like his poor production games if that's really going to help you out like shoot justin tucker can almost get there baby uh that act, that's actually going to be something i'd do in lineups in which i am not playing lamar jackson i would be playing justin tucker because that means they're going to be settling for field goals rather than lamar gaining a touchdown so just looking at gus edwards and rashad bateman let's start with gus okay gus came out and did pretty well for the most part for a majority of the game okay 16 carries 66 yards two touchdowns Okay, good stuff there. What we don't like 
only 36% of the snaps, which has kind of been the norm for the RB1 thus far this season for the Baltimore Ravens. They have not committed to one running back. Okay, which is the worry. Now, Kenyon Drake was terrible last week. He didn't really have any room to run, but had 11 rushing attempts, five yards. That was crazy. He played in 27% of the snaps. Not someone I particularly want to play. And then we have their best running back. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But Justice Hill has looked great, guys. He really has. Okay, but we see why they are not giving him a big workload. Okay, because he makes stupid mistakes. He had that fumble. Now, yes, that was a great defensive play. But at the same time, you can't make that play. He almost fumbled away the game last week. But he continues to look good. Like, guys, that was a great cutback on that fumble. Okay, that was a, that was a play in which Kenyon Drake definitely is getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. That was a play in which Gus Edwards is only getting like a yard or two. Like Justice Hill continues to look good. He's only playing about 31% of the snaps. But he is someone in which, I guess if you look back to what Khalil Herbert did on Monday Night Football, that could be Justice Hill where it takes like one big screen play or something designed to Justice Hill and he's breaking it for a touchdown. That could happen. Okay, he has looked good and he's getting a decent amount of touches, like six to 10 opportunities in the game. We'll take that. Not something you're going crazy with, but is it? It is within the realm of possibilities that he could have a decent game. Now, Rashad Bateman, I do think he's going to play more snaps than he did last week. Only played about 56% of the snaps last week. The thing with Rashad Bateman is he didn't really command a big snap share prior to his injury. You know, only was getting about 60 to 66% of the snaps. So, like, we're not going to see a snap share go up too much. So, we do really need, like, a touchdown from him to be productive. That is just the situation at the receiver spot for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Devin Duvnerve is the one receiver that's playing the most snaps. Okay, he's been playing about, it's not as much, it's not that much more, but about 2% more snaps on average than, or yeah, than Rashad Bateman. So maybe you're looking at Duvnerve as a price discount play rather than you would be looking at Rashad Bateman. I don't mind either of them, but they're both plays that I'm not particularly going out of my way to play. You know, really since the first three weeks, the Buffalo or the Baltimore Ravens defense has been pretty good. Uh, I'm not saying to play them, but I, I am saying they could hinder the Bucks' offensive production a little bit. I will say like there is a route in which you can play Justin Tucker with Lamar Jackson as well. I don't mind that as a route in which you want to go. Like it's Justin Tucker, guys probably going to get at least six DK points in this game. That's just how it goes. Okay. Six to like 16 DK points is certainly within the realm of possibilities for Justin Tucker. Okay. It's a player that I don't mind. And that's really it. Like, sure. If you're searching for some deep value, maybe you look at Josh Oliver who played 48% of the snaps last week. Maybe, you know, not, not something I'm particularly going crazy with, but if you're really searching for value, you're really just hoping for like one or two catches from him. Maybe get lucky with a touchdown like a goal line touchdown. Now Tampa, where there is the most value, I guess, on the slate, where there are the most intriguing plays on the slate. So looking at it receiver-wise, I do think we just need to play Chris Godwin. Okay, Chris Godwin has been super consistent, been playing about 90% of the snaps, and he is pretty cheap. Okay, let's go to the flex. You know, 9K, we'll take that. Been getting targeted a ton. You know, since his injury, he's gotten 10 targets three out of the four games and scored over 10 DK points in each of those games. Kind of due for a touchdown, honestly, really. He, he just is. He's a play that I like. I think he's going to be a safe play as well. Now, Mike Evans has really been making Tom Brady look bad. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Like three weeks ago, probably had a touchdown that they didn't rule a touchdown, which obviously makes Tom's stats look a little bit worse. And then last week, Mike Evans had that terrible drop. Okay. That would have been like a, I think it was like a 50 yard touchdown, which obviously that's a huge play for both Brady and Evans. And then obviously like Mike Evans is getting like a hundred receiving yard bonus there. Plus a touchdown. There's been some weird stuff going on where like, 
it's almost a big game for Mike Evans. Maybe he shows up in the primetime game. I do like him as a play. He's a play that I want to go out of my way to play because he is also getting targeted heavily. Okay. I do like him more than like the running backs as well. I would rather go Chris Goblin and Mike Evans rather than like Fournette or White. Okay. So I'm going to go Mike Evans. I think the biggest question that we're asking ourselves on the slate is which of the quarterbacks do we play? Do we play Lamar Jackson or do we play Tom Brady? That is the biggest issue I'm having on the slate. Okay. Tom Brady, like I said last week, could have easily gone to 17 DK points if Evans just makes a simple catch against Atlanta. Could have easily had another touchdown he is throwing the ball over 40 times per game that is the benchmark that i want to look at for a quarterback i want a quarterback throwing the ball 40 times and i think he'll get there again because the running game just i don't know my leonard Fournette predictor is not very good guys he should have been a good play last week he was terrible only had three targets it was weird last week only played 60 percent of the snaps where white played 40 percent of the snaps and that's kind of what it is i think if Fournette is having a bad game then it we're going to see more of white they're going to give Fournette the chance first and then if he struggles then we're going to see white a little bit more than you know, anyone would really want. On the slate, we do have some great value that's opening up on the box, and that's why I'm going to be on them a little bit more. And maybe that's why I end up on Tom Brady a little bit more than I would particularly like. So looking at Russell Gage is already ruled out. Julio Jones is currently questionable, and he's a true game time decision. I'm hoping that he sits because if he does, then we have some great value. Now it's either going to be Scotty Miller or Brashad Perryman. If we look at the snaps, at which like Perryman has played in week two and week three, he played 70% of the snaps. Okay. And that was when Chris Goblin was out for a game. And that was when Mike Evans and Chris Goblin were out for a game. That was the only time in which Scotty Miller in week three, when Goblin and Mike Evans were out where Scotty Miller played over 50% of the snaps. Okay. Last week, Rashad Perryman played more snaps than Scotty Miller. So I think it would make more sense to be on Perryman rather than Scotty Miller. And I love the price discount. We did see in weeks two and three, Perriman be a productive receiver as well. Last week didn't have a target. That's the worry. And I don't really think he is going to get that many targets, but really all it takes is two plays, especially at that price point. He's a fine value play on the slate. He does open up a decent amount and doesn't take much for him to value. With Cameron Brait ruled out, I think we just go back to Kate Otten, who Kate Otten has been a very good asset. We look at the two games at which Cameron Brait's been out, Kate Otten saw 94 and 81% of the snaps, which is huge, okay? And in those two games, he scored over 10 DK points, you know, five and seven targets in those two games. I think that's what we would be looking at for him again on the slate. It's about 10 DK points. And that is something I really don't think I can pass up on, okay? So this is kind of the build that I've been going with the most is kind of this structure. Maybe we throw in Perryman a little bit and maybe we go with Tom instead of Lamar. That is kind of the question that I'm trying to find or that's the question that I'm trying to have answered. Which quarterback to be on the most? So for now, let's just put in Brady. I don't love it, but for the sake of this build, we'll do it. Would have been nice to be able to fit maybe Tucker in the captain spot there. Uh, let's see what we can do. Let's go Let's go Godwin in the captain, and then we can fit Perryman. Like This is an okay build. This is a logical build as well. We're getting all of Brady's pass catchers that you'd want to be on on this game, minus the running backs, minus the dump-off passes, and we're getting the top Baltimore Ravens player that I see. Not a terrible build. Obviously not a perfect build either let's show you guys some other ones that i decently like so here's one in which you can go with lamar jackson instead of tom brady and then you could still go with perryman if we need to do that um k dot in the captain spot hoping for 10 dk points not terrible as well and then here's another lineup route that i don't mind too much okay we're going with mark andrews justin tucker devin duvner bay and then mike evans 
Chris Godwin, and Kate Otten. So we're getting the three, my three favorite pass catchers for the Bucks, And then we're getting Mark Andrews in the captain spot. I think he could go for 20 DK points. We're hoping that Lamar Jackson doesn't go off too much. So we're fading him in favor of Justin Tucker, in favor of maybe some more field goals. And then Devin Dudenervay instead of Rashad Bateman. Although you could just go Rashad Bateman in another build as well. All right, so that's all I have for you guys for this Thursday Night Football Breakdown. If you guys want to use the 9 to 5 lineup optimizer for DraftKings, it is part of the 9 to 5 membership for $10 a month. Great value out there. Covers the PGA premium package as well. And that gives you access to the NBA DFS cheat sheet as well. All right, that's all I have for you guys. Let's have a good slate. And as always, let's keep cashing.